so much for tuning into this episode of Winning at Work, where we provide HR professionals and we just have a conversation about you, all about winning at work, whether it's confidence, communication, creativity, or workplace culture. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I like to bring in some of my friends in the HR space and we just have a conversation that'll help you. So feel free to drop uh, questions, comments. If we said something that's funny, laugh. If it wasn't funny, drop some tomato emojis. Let's just have fun for the next half hour. This week, I'm joined by Mike Baldino and he wears a lot of different hats. And he's also wearing a cool mustache that I'd love for him to talk about. But this week's show is all about confidence and how you as an employee can go into the new year with more confidence. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. What's up, Joey? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, when you're not on podcast episodes, what is it that you do for a living? So I get to run an awesome HR consulting firm called Humoriso, based in the Philadelphia area, um, supporting clients and organizations, profit and nonprofit across the U.S. So a whole lot of fun. Awesome. So we're our day jobs are kind of similar because we're we're helping businesses. Now, do you work with small businesses, large businesses, everyone in between? Yes, yes, and yes. All right. Uh, when I first started Humoriso, I actually thought it was going to be more on the smaller end. Not that it's a problem, right? But but we are um, supporting clients with uh, you know true startup couple of people to clients that are across the country, tens of thousands of employees. So it it runs the gamut. Nice, nice. So whether you're working with an employer that's small or large, uh, the the linking element is what we do. It's the HR, it's the people, it's the folks that show up to work every day. Let me back up though, because I wanted to jump into our two truths and a lie. Okay. I was just so excited to chat with you about what you're doing and uh, confidence <laughs> in the new year, but I didn't get to our two truths and a lie. So for our friends out there that are watching this live, or if you're tuning into the podcast later, let's go ahead and do your two truths and a lie, and then I'll try to guess on air. Okay. So what do I have? I wrote them down so that I didn't forget them. So I was uh, selected as in the senior spotlight for my high school class as not most likely to succeed, but rather most talkative. Two, I was in a Paula Abdul video as a backup dancer for seven seconds. And third, I was a host for a Philadelphia-based local entertainment television show. John, this is probably the hardest one that I've, I've had. <laughs> because I, I can see you. I can see you in your seven seconds of glory. <laughs> yes. Dancing in that Paula Abdul video, and you are talkative in a good way, very engaging, personal, social. Nice, nice uh, cover. Appreciate this is, that. This is hard, man. This is hard. Uh, let's see. Who won most likely to succeed in high school? Oh my gosh. I think they did a male and a female back then. And I think the male most likely to succeed was DP Rahanza. I'm pretty sure that's who won. Okay. All right. And um, how many positions are there in dance? I mean, what kind of dance? Like, I guess, ballet, like first position, second position. I, yeah. I don't know. Is it, I, I didn't do ballet. I, I mean, I think it's seven. It might be seven, six or seven. I feel like I've watched enough stuff. But I don't, I don't remember. Okay. All right. What was your favorite aspect of hosting the show? Oh, well, I mean, obviously being from the Philadelphia area, there's a lot of entertainment history in the city. So you got Patti LaBelle and, and the Hooters and a whole bunch of you know, musical acts in this, you know, in this area and beyond, I'm just saying too. So it was fun. 
All right, John, I'm going to take a guess and say that your lie is uh, most talkative in high school. That is true. Yes! <laughs> no, I am the most talkative when I was in high school. My lie is is Paul Abdul. I did not. Oh, get man. I, I did not. Me. I got you. You were saying it was true that it was no. a lie. Nope, that was true. And I, right. I, I, Sorry. I tried to be in the Paul Abdul video, but I was not selected. Oh, man. Well, what was that? Uh, did you have to go and interview or? Yeah, it's like an open call with like oh. people who really did know what the, the all the positions of ballet were. And I was just there doing my <laughs> like, pseudo pop and lock type stuff. So, you know. All right. Well, well, <laughs> I'm sure you had like seven seconds of dancing, maybe not in the uh, as an extra, but like as the music was going, you were like, oh, man, this is my song. Yeah. I gotta, there's, yeah. there's seven seconds of me, probably more than seven seconds of me dancing somewhere on the Internet somewhere. I'm <laughs> so sure. All right. So for those of you that are tuning in, Google uh, John Baldino dancing. And, uh, <laughs> yes. let, us, <laughs> let us know what comes. Right. Up. Right. I was young and needed the money. That's what I'll say. And for anybody who finds anything. Well, so, so John, you, you had to have been a, uh, a confident person to go out and uh, attempt to dance with Paul Abdul. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to be a confident person to be an entrepreneur, especially in these days. So, so maybe let's turn things personal a bit. Yeah. What, what keeps you confident or where do you lean uh, into for, uh, for confidence? It's actually an interesting question. I would say, especially my, my friends who knew me growing up, I would not say I was the most confident uh, as a kid. I started to come into my own, I would say, my junior and senior year of high school. So I was pretty insecure. I was pretty awkward. Uh, my body grew at like three times the rate that my mind could handle. So I, I would literally, I'd walk and fall, you know, when I was like seven, eight years old, just because I, I started growing early. So I was not confident. I think for me, what, what started to ground me first was being okay with being introspective and not, not be afraid of the fact that I wasn't confident, but start to sort of like, okay, let me sit in that and, and sort of own that and become comfortable with it just on my own, not for the approval of anybody else, but just for me. And that allowed me to start to own what was true about me and what wasn't true and being okay with that. It's sort of having almost an out loud conversation sometimes to kind of talk myself through it because I wasn't really hearing it elsewhere. So I had to do it for myself. And that started to make a big difference. Plus for me, I would also say on a personal note, since you're, you're asking personally, faith became much more important to me. And so I found my grounding in things that didn't move as much, mm. right? Weren't as temporal. And it kind of gave me a confidence in there being a true north that kind of steadied my ship because I was flailing all over the place. I mean, it was like the latest and greatest who might, you know, talk to me for 10 minutes. They're my new best friend kind of thing. So that sort of leveled me out. That was the start. Well, that's awesome. I would echo the sentiment of, of faith being uh, a, a cornerstone of confidence, yeah. especially in these times where you never know what's going on and uh, you never know uh, who you can trust and you, you have to lean into things that are true and yeah. uh, have have a record of past performance that you can lean into. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we think about confidence at work, yeah, there's a lot of different factors that go into that. But what would you say are some of the things that on your team, if somebody is confident, how, how does that show? How does that show that, uh, that they're confident? I think maybe the first thing that comes to mind may not be the first thing that people would think, but I appreciate people who can own what they don't know. So if you're confident enough to say, 
I'm not really good at this, you know, tactical piece. I, I don't really, I'm not really great in this particular system, or I don't think I do a great job of, you know, conducting orientation. I don't know, some something tactical. If they can be confident enough to say, hey, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm not really sure about this. I think that's a mark of confidence. Uh, I know that a lot of people might see that as weakness, but I see it as quite the opposite. And it's funny, as we've done some hiring over the past couple of years, as we continue to grow, thankfully, there are some folks that have joined the organization that have kind of come in with the perspective of, I, I'm nervous to say what I'm not okay with or not good at, um, because my previous history tells me when I say that, I'm punished or you know I'm looked at differently. And that yeah. starts to get into people's heads, right? It messes with your confidence. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. You almost become a employer that is restorative because, <laughs> and I've tried, I try to be this organization for people too, where you may have been hurt, damaged, or uh, confidence shaken in other, in other areas or in other jobs. But here, those things that may have been triggers, they don't happen here or, or yeah. we try to squash them out of our culture here. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's pretty cool. I like that you're, um, you're, you're speaking life into people and, and helping them get back to being their, their best, best self. And when you play the percentages, right? So the highest percentage of people are adult from an adult perspective are self-disciplining, meaning if they do something wrong, they're usually the hardest on themselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to run up to you and say, and just in case you didn't know how much you screwed up, let me make sure I tell you how much you screwed up. Uh, because I'm already in a position of power when I walk into the room and they're beating themselves up. I'm already sitting in the power seat. So I don't really need to exercise to get more of it. It's there. Instead, Use the power to become something that could build confidence back into the person. You're not ignoring what was wrong, right? Like, okay, I know you screwed up. I, I get it. Okay. What could you have done differently? Have them walk through because they've already played it over in their mind a hundred times. So they're going to give it back to you. And they walk away saying, I want to do better for myself and for this organization because this guy, this person, this woman, whoever it is, is not looking to my demise. They're looking for me to kind of take these things and do better, be better. Yeah. That's confidence producing. Yeah, I would agree. It's trust building. You know, it's saying that you are giving room for people to make mistakes. And if you do make the mistake, let's just have an open conversation about it as opposed to hiding it under the rug or blowing you up about it and making you feel bad. Yes. But that doesn't, what does that do? Nothing really. You know, it, one of the things again, in this this vein of confidence, one thing that, that it leans towards is really the way that you carry yourself, right? You're When, when you're beat up so much, there's a natural slouch, mm -hmm. right? There's a, a, a crossing of the arms, a sort of holding your, your stomach in and not for vain reasons, but there's just sort of this tension that lives yeah. within your body, right? That lack of openness will translate even on the phone, right? As you're talking for us, as you're talking to clients, as you're talking to employees, again, we, we work with companies across the country, tens of thousands of people. When you're on the phone with folks and you're closed and, and someone may be calling you because they have an issue or a problem, you heap that on and you become more and more and more. You, you close off, right? And so that's not going to help you build confidence. Open up a little bit, even in the mistakes. Open up. 
gosh, look at what I just did. I, I don't believe I sent that email to this person instead of that person. What a dumb thing I just did. I, I was rushing. I, I need to just take a minute and take my time. That's what someone would say about what they just did. I don't need to beat them up about it. They're going to tell me 99% of the time, I did this. I made a mistake. I should have done this. Instead, I did this. I did fix it. Please don't be mad at me. Well, you can drop the last part of it. I'm not mad. Thank you for correcting it. Thanks for owning it. Let's move on. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. For sure. No, and, and that makes a lot of sense as far as confidence and how you project and body language and how all of that plays into who you are and even how you're perceived. Uh, right. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about the, the other side of the pendulum, and that's overconfidence. What does over, do you think overconfidence is a bad thing? Pre- present company excluded. We are not, you know, we're not overconfident. We are, yeah. we are rightly confident. Yeah. I mean, certainly the, the problem with overconfidence is not necessarily, although it does happen, it's not necessarily that the person's overconfidence really speaks to the fact that they can't do it. It does. That is true for some, but, but by and large, I think there's a lot of people who sort of dig in, kind of put their heels in in the things that they really know how to do well, and they overspeak it because they've learned to kind of do that to cover for the other areas where they're not doing so well. And so the perception of overconfidence is really, I want to hold on tightly to what I'm comfortable with, to my wheelhouse that I would say is mine, and let me keep speaking to that, which will distract you from noticing the things that I'm not great at. Right. So overconfidence really steals from that individual the opportunity to be open for growth, for learning. Right. So I think overconfidence is a problem for that reason, primarily. On the other the other piece that I would mention is that I think overconfidence is a relational damager. People don't want to be with you. They want to refrain from entering into subjects with you that will open the door for you to express your overconfidence in whatever that area is, right? And that's a relational problem. You're not going to build bridges. You're not going to network effectively, right? You're not going to participate in collaboration as cleanly as you ought to. Teamwork becomes a stress, a stress and a strain. All of that's impacted with by overconfidence. It's not necessary. So what would you say to someone or what are some steps you might uh, recommend for someone who may be overconfident in how to be more relational and how to win at work by yeah. recalibrating their level of confidence. I think it's okay. You know, and I, I tend to be a truth teller. So I will sit with someone and say, hey, you know, I love that you express X, Y, and Z, that you really feel good about this area. But do you know that you could be really annoying about it? Has anyone ever said that to you? Have you ever felt that in a room? Did you ever notice that, you know, as you go on for a while, people start to sit back 
zone out, cross their arms, doodle. Do you ever notice any of those things? And, you know, obviously that's a tough conversation. I'm not saying it, you know, cavalierly, but I'm saying it that I think you have to be honest to say, look, I'm bringing this up because it happens and it's robbing you, people seeing you for the full awesomeness that you really are. It's a distractor. So let's get rid of the distractions so that people really do get to know you, all of you, the things that you're great at, the things that you're okay at, and the things that you might be able to then ask for help. Because right now, that door isn't open for you to ask for help in those areas where you aren't as strong. You keep a distance there. That's not going to help you. It's not going to help you win friends and influence people, right? Go in old school. So I think it's okay to confront people, not because you're looking for a fight, but you're looking to bring truth and address it and move on. Yeah. And I think that's one of the key things that we can take away from this is that wherever we fall on the spectrum, there's room for improvement. So I think um, one of the main ways that we can win at work with confidence is just to have an air of humility about us to know that maybe we're not speaking up enough or maybe we're speaking up too much, get a feel for the room, be able to read it and, you know, just continue to hone our skills. Uh, And I think too, it's putting people in positions where they have to, to do it. Right. So for example, in our own organization, every Friday, for about 30 minutes in the afternoon, it rotates between every staff person, one member of the team teaches at this point, right, virtually teaches everybody else about something. So it puts people in a position to have to be a bit vulnerable, to have to, you know, amongst their peers, show what they know. But in the course of that, sometimes it comes up about what they've learned, right? I did research for this because I thought I knew a lot, but what I found out was this. And so I want to share it with you because I thought I knew all of these things, but here's what I found. That now people are like, okay, that person just shared that they've learned stuff that they didn't know as much as they thought they did. And now I under, their dynamic changes and, and everybody's level because everybody gets to go through this, right? It's not, it doesn't matter what your role is. Like we even have marketing, you know, do a week and it's just whatever, whatever people do, they, it doesn't have to do anything with the work that they do for Humoriso as an example, they could teach on anything. And it just helps people to sort of become more relational and give each other the benefit of the doubt a little bit and have tough conversations when need be about, in this example, overconfidence. So at an organization, someone could have a conversation about overconfidence with a peer. It's not always a manager to manage a relationship conversation. Absolutely. And, you know, they've invested in one another to the point where they can use humor in a non-threatening way. And, and because the time that they put in with one another, so they can be playful and tease a little bit to help sort of relax everybody's shoulders to then say, and all kidding aside, you know, you were, I just heard you on that phone call and I know I couldn't hear the other side, but you got a little upset. You probably went a little further with what you knew and wanted to make sure the person on the other end knew that you knew. And I don't know that that is going to get you what you were hoping for. I I know I'm saying it to you because I was just listening, right? And I don't have any skin in the game. They can do that with one another. And it's received, it's received well, because they know that each other has the best, their best interest at heart. Nice. So let's help our listeners out for 2021. There's a lot that has happened this year that may have shaken our confidence, whether it's COVID, work may have shifted, life and personal issues may have shaken confidence a little bit. What are some tips or some some pieces of advice that you would share for somebody that's looking to regain their confidence as we head into the holidays and, and into the new year? I would say there's so much, right, that you and I, we could talk for another hour about this, but, but um, I would, the first thing I would say is 
be authentic about your confidence. So go to the core of the person, not the core of your role. So be about, for example, be about John Baldino as I think about my confidence rather than let me think about myself as president of Humoriso. Whatever your role is, if that's where you want to just focus your confidence on, it's going to be a fractured confidence from the onset because it's not going to be built on a holistic foundation. So if you're shaken a bit, this year has been a taxing like none other. Uh, first off, you got to tell a few people that I, I'm struggling and I know that's a risk. Find that person in your life. If you don't have someone, then you got to do the work to find that person to be that in your life. If for whatever reasons, you've pushed people away or have remained distant. This is time for community, again, like none other. So communicate with just one or two to talk about how you're broken. The other thing I would say is a great tool. I use it. I know lots of other people that use it. Let's see if I have it handy. Every day, I journal every day. Uh, and so that's such a great outlet for me. I do like to write. Uh, and I know some folks in the audience might know that from the blogs and such, but this is personal, right? I'm not writing blog ideas or business ideas in here. This is what's up with Baldino today. How am I doing? How am I connecting? What, what am I struggling with? What am I worried about? What am I jubilant about? What, you know, all of that. So that could be a very tactical tool. Some people like to have something in their hands to be able to do to kind of help right the ship. The other thing I've mentioned, and I know this may sound sort of trite, especially as we come into the new year, um, don't make your resolution be about, you know, going to the gym, losing weight, that kind of stuff. Just maybe approach physical health. Pick something that you can sort of change, maybe from a menu standpoint. Maybe you are going to take a walk every day. Don't go, you know, to the extreme. I'm going to be in the gym and I want to bench, you know, 250 pounds in two weeks and do that 10 times. I don't know. That might not seem like a lot to some people, but whatever the, the amount is, mm -hmm. uh, don't do that. Just, just get moving. If you're not moving, move because that is that physiological change will occur as a result of moving. So again, just some quick things that could be helpful for people depending upon where they are in the spectrum of confidence. Yeah. Well, John, this has been a awesome conversation. I feel like we could go another hour transitioning into happy hour, but uh, <laughs> yeah. what projects are you working on that you're excited about? How can people find you and Humoriso and um, any other parting thoughts you want to share? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're doing some fun work. I mean, currently we've got a ton of stuff going on, but some fun ones, um, some inclusive-based hiring, right? People wanting to hire for more than just diversity consideration, right? Or for our recruitment team, that division, just doing some really outstanding work in that area. And we've got a fun project with, obviously, 2021 and the extension of remote workforce. And, you know, we've, we've made some contingency plans for, 2020, but there's we're starting to help clients realize, look, there's a permanence that may come from some of this. It, it isn't just for now, for now, for now. There's, there's probably some healthy organizational constructs that are going to be upended as a result of this. And we're doing some fun work with clients there. You want to find out you know, get a, a more, get a hold of us, obviously, humoriso.com. I know that you've been popping up on my Twitter handle, JB Alive. Absolutely connect with me on Twitter, LinkedIn. Happy, happy to chat. Well, this has been another episode of Winning at Work, where it's all about helping you take over and win and lead with confidence at work. So until next time, we'll see you next week, 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday and have a great week.